there, and welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast. Here, we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and on today's podcast, I'm joined by Jenny Urich of 1,000 Hours Outside. Jenny will talk with us today about the immense benefits of getting your kiddos outdoors and spending time together in God's creation. She'll share ideas, and I believe you'll leave here inspired to add a lot more sunshine into your normal routine. You know, for many of the families I talk to, whether they are new to homeschooling or have been doing it for a long time, they find themselves completely at a loss and even a little or a lot scared from time to time. Are they doing it right? Are they doing enough? Why are they even trying? Because of those and a thousand other conversations I've had through the years, David asked me to put together a curriculum of sorts to help homeschool families fully grasp the amazing call and privilege God has given them. Can you even imagine what would happen if the thousands of homeschooling families who know our great God would really key into the mission behind what God has called them to do? Our world would be changed for sure as God's people passed on their faith to their children, encouraged one another to engage in the mission in their own communities and more. So I invite you to join me for Heart School. In that class, we'll look at everything from foundation of why you would Heart School to the relationships impacted by it, to how a Heart Schooler approaches the nuts and bolts like choosing curriculum, planning our days and more. I believe God will use this to change the thinking and maybe even the path of all who who tune in. So check out the link below this podcast to, to learn more about heart schooling today. I am so glad you're here. So let's dive right into our conversation with Ginny Urich. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Homeschooling Families podcast. I am really, really excited to have Jenny Urich with us today. Jenny is with A Thousand Hours Outside, and she has a really, I guess, a mission to encourage families to get outdoors and enjoy all that God has for us out there and the benefits. And I'm sure she'll tell us all about that. But Jenny, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and and what you've got going on? Sure. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So my name is Ginny and I am a Michigan homeschooling mom. We have five kids and they are ages 12 down to four. Boy, girl, boy, girl, girl. We tipped girl at the very end there. (laughs) Um, And we've been homeschooling from the very beginning. I used to be a public school teacher um, and just at the beginning, made the choice to homeschool just for the sake of time. I didn't really have any other reasoning um, besides the kids leave for eight o'clock, you know, leave for school on the bus at eight o'clock and get back at 445 uh, in kindergarten Mm. around here. So um, it just seemed uh, too long. And um, and I'm so thankful. I'm so, so thankful that we're on this path. Um, yeah. You know, I have not regretted one moment of it and have since learned so many things and have just uh, a litany of reasons now why we homeschool, um, including, <laughs> including spiritual reasons. But um, our path has also taken us along this uh, nature journey, um, sort of through the inspiration of Charlotte Mason and 
and so I'm thankful just to have that time where kids can be kids and, and learn to play and utilize their own time and just thankful for the journey. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's so amazing to me that, and, and David and I actually have both written and spoken about this, how God can use a lot of different catalysts, uh, you know, whether it be the time that your kids are gone or, you know, a, a bad school. So, I mean, there's could be a gazillion yeah. different catalysts to get us to the position where we're really right where he wants us. And then we start to discover what the calling, what the big, big reason for what we're doing is. And wow. he's so good to meet us right where we yeah. are in that way. But I'm I'm very interested to hear from with your background as an educator and and all of that. What have you learned? I mean, I when we allow our children and encourage our children to go outside, because I my assumption here is if you have a thousand hours outside, there's a reason for that. So right. what have you learned about the outdoors and and its impact on our kiddos and our families as a whole? Right. Uh, that kind of started you on this thousand hours journey. Um, well, you know, my story is kind of just like what you said. I am such a believer that small things can um, change the whole course of our lives. And before I made the decision to, to homeschool and our kids were really little, they were like three, two and a baby, you know, kind of in those years where um, you're struggling to make it through the day because um, mm-hmm. there's so many needs. And um, I went to MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers, and yep. a friend of mine um you know, we we started talking about homeschooling, and she her kids were a year ahead of mine, and she had researched Charlotte Mason, who I had never heard of. You know, and obviously <laughs> now I know she's got a huge following, and and people just love her books, and her wisdom has sort of stood the test of time. But um, there's one statement in one of Charlotte Mason's books where she says, "Kids should be outside for four to six hours a day whenever there's tolerable weather." And I just thought that was so absurd. You know, I think in our society, we sort of break childhood up into these small chunks. You know, you go to the library program for 45 minutes, and then you go to the MOPS program, and that's 90 minutes. And you go, you know, you you do these little programs, and that's sort of how we have been doing early childhood. And I was really struggling with that, actually. Um, it was exhausting. It's so hard to get kids packed up and all the things that they need and into the through the parking lot. And um, my husband had a long commute at that time. So he'd be gone for 10 hours. And I was just toast, you know, by like 11 in the morning, (laughs) you know, you know, I was like, Oh, geez, how am I going to make it? And so this friend of mine, she suggested that we try this four to six hour. And I thought it was so absurd. I thought, what are these kids going to do for four hours? (laughs) You know, because you get Play-Doh out for them and it lasts 15 minutes, then you got a huge mess, you know? So I did it. You know, you really want to have friends when you have young kids, you're trying to build these relationships. And um, we met at a park by our home. It wasn't a playground. It was just like this grassy area. I had a creek bed that ran through it. And we brought a picnic lunch and we met at nine o'clock. And our plan was to stay till one o'clock in the afternoon. Hmm. And I was just um, beside myself thinking, well, what, what are these kids going to do? You know, it's so long. Yeah, it's so long. <laughs> and, and I tell you what, Leslie, that one day changed the entire trajectory yeah. of our entire life. I will tell you, because we, we laid out these picnic blankets and we each had a nursing baby and then two toddlers, you know, preschool age. Hmm. And those, those kids just ran around. I, I don't even know what they did, but I got a little bit of a breath. I, you know, we had yep. the nursing baby, they came and picnicked and the four hours went by. And that one day gave me hope because I thought I, I can make it. 
I can make it through these early years. You know, everyone had a good time. And I didn't have any idea that there were any benefits, um, except that at that moment, I thought, I'm relieved. I I had a good day. You know, I can do this. And so that was sort of our start. That was in 2011 in the fall. Mm. And because it was such a great day, we had this small little group of friends that were, um, you know, that were also on board and seeing the benefits. And um, we would start to get together for two to three days a week on the most tolerable days and um, just visit the local parks near our home. And um, I don't know, maybe within a few weeks, I started to notice these advancements in my kids. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're becoming more coordinated. Um, they're not getting sick. You know, we've actually never needed a doctor's appointment. Yeah, yeah. Since 2011, and I've got five kids. So I just started to notice, you know, every everyone is thriving, right? We went from this place where we were hardly surviving to mm-hmm. all of a sudden, we're all thriving, all of us. And you know, in time, I started to come across, there are just stacks and stacks of books and research that time and God's creation helps children with every single facet of their development. It helps them academically, mm-hmm. socially, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And I thought, wow, like this is, you know, when he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light, you know, he has given us this tool to, um, help our children develop into whole people. And, and all we have to do is, is go outside, you know? So 1000 hours, I, I was a math teacher. So at some point I added up our hours. I don't even know why we were outside for about 18 to 20 hours a week with this little nature group, including time oh. on the weekends. And so that added up to 1200 hours a year. And I had just read that that was the average amount of American kids screen time is 1200 hours a year. Oh my goodness. And so then my eyes were opened. I thought my kids would be missing out on so many experiences, so many hands-on vibrant parts of life. They'd be losing it to screens. Not that screens are evil, but I think that we lose out and they can be, but you know, we, we lose out on a lot of life and living um, because of screens. And so I went with a thousand hours outside because it was a little catchy, but just sort of this idea that the amount of time our kids spend outside matters. Um, and that's mm. good news. That's a, that's a, that's good news for us because we can get out there, we can prioritize nature time and it will it will give us so many benefits. Plus we make memories. So absolutely, um, yeah. So it's just one of these things that offers so much. Well, yeah. And, and I want you to really kind of lay out some of the, the benefits that, you know, kind of some of the things that you will see in your kids, but as someone who's farther down the road um, and now has adult children and adult children's friends, I I just wanted to weigh in here for those of you that are young and still have young kids and are wondering what of a, what kind of a difference this may make down the road. I want to tell you two things. One, my girls babysit all the time. And there is very rarely a time when they come home that they don't thank me for having them play outside all the time because they they find that a lot of the children that they have babysat don't actually even know how to play. Wow. All they do is sit around and want to watch something. Let's watch a movie. Let's do this. And so that that has really made an impact on my girls, which are future moms, Lord willing. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, you're really kind of setting the stage for generations that way. But then also this happened... I was at a graduation party, actually the 1st of January, a friend of ours was graduating mid-semester and 
uh, this whole group of friends that had grown up together were all there. We haven't seen several of these these girls for a while. And a couple of them came up and told me that the days that they spent at our house, when we, we used to have a kind of a informal it wasn't even a co-op. It was three families got together. One mom mm-hmm. got to go out. The two moms stayed and the kids did a little bit of school, did some stuff outside, but it was, it was a great day. We did it every week, but they, they said that the the time that they spent out in our woods was the best times of their life. And I was wow. like, Oh my stars, you just have no idea wow. what kind of an impact those simple moments. And they laughed. They, I mean, seriously, these kids hadn't gotten together for so long. It's sad how long they hadn't been together, Mm -hmm. but, but they just started talking about the stuff that they would do and the forts that they were building and the, all of this stuff that they did, which, I mean, we literally had no, like you said, we didn't know what they were doing out there. (laughs) They were safe. They were fine. But even now as 18, 19, 20 year old kids, that is still a huge part of what they look back on fondly yeah. from their childhood. So and, simple, but yeah, so oh, yeah. grand, but so grand for them. So meaningful. I mean, it's incredible. Yes. Yes. So, so we did all of that just thinking, you know, it's good for kids to get outside. So let's play outside. And all of our families were, you know, outside people anyway. So that was kind of natural, but through the years, I have been able to see what exercise, you know, kind of the physiological benefits of all of this. And I'm sure that you know a whole lot more about that kind of stuff than I. So really just kind of what are some of the things that are, are actually even quantifiable that sure. are benefits from well, this playing is, outside? There's there's some really cool books out there. And I um, when I started writing about our time outside, I had also read that the average kid gets four to seven minutes of outside free play a day and four to seven hours of screen time. So that's from um, the National Wildlife Federation has an article with the, with the research there, but it was sort of in line with our experience because we were spending these 18 to 20 hours, you know, and we're in the Metro Detroit area. So it's really populated and we were never running into other kids ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I think we're just misguided. I don't think it's intentional. I think, um, well, and like I said, I had I had no idea that there were any benefits at all. You know, it sort of yeah. seems like a frivolous use of your time. But there's a couple really good books that are both by pediatric occupational therapists. So they're sort of on the front line seeing these decline in skills. My kids are really struggling and needing all these these therapy services. And they say, you know, the wait lists are sometimes a year long. And um, one of them is called Balanced and Barefoot. And then the other one is called Smart Moves. And the subtitle is Why Learning is Not All in Your Head. And in the Smart Moves book, this author, her name is Carla Hannaford. She talks about how complex movements help your brain to function better. So, you know, we have these neurons in our brain and then these pathways. And what happens when we um, engage in complex movements, those pathways, they build up. And so those neurons are able to fire faster. And when you go outside with kids and you don't even have to instruct them, but they are drawn to complex movements um, mm. and, and it grows with them. So they try and climb on a, on a tree, a fallen tree, and they balance, you know, and then, and then they try and go up a little higher or they try and, you know, climb an actual tree or uh, mine are getting older. So they're, they're biking and they're trying tricks on their bike or their, their skateboard or, or these different things. And so this statistic blew me away. Carla Hannaford, she says, Elderly people who dance regularly have a 76% less chance of developing dementia. So elderly people who dance regularly, that number is 
huge. And what she's saying is they're engaging in these complex movements that are keeping their brains spry. And um, so so there's a whole lot of academic benefits, but that is one of them. One of them is that when our kids are able to move their bodies um, and, and, you know, they climb fences, they do all of these things naturally, that is laying a foundation for the rest of their life because it's helping their brains work better. You know, yeah. and that's what we want. We don't need to stuff it with information. You know, the information is right there, but we want those brains to work really well. So, um, and then academically, I, you know, I, I, I'm like a homeschool 101 fan. Like <laughs> I, I always want to help. Like I think kids thrive at home, you know, and, and parents are so scared and I, um, I relate to that. And I, my heart goes out to the parents that are afraid and they're, they're usually only afraid about academics and social. They're not really yeah. about the other things. It's like if they can get over those two humps. So, you know, academically, it, it it's counterintuitive, but all this nature play, it sets a foundation for lifelong learning and then mm-hmm. physically as well. So, for example, you know, when kids are running around and, and they're seeing the depth of field, you know, they, they, they look at the small ant and they're looking at the hawk that's flying away. You know, we're really helping them with their vision and helping their eyes to track together. So that's something that we don't measure. You know, we measure vision 2020 or, you know, can you see how far can you see? But there's this issue of tracking. And so like if a mom has a baby and she and she baby wears, she puts them in a little pouch or a sling and they're on a hike and they're walking. It's like with each step, that baby is going up and down and up and down and, and having to um, track and, and focus with their eyes. And so these these movements of kids running and rolling and spinning um, will help their eyes to develop um, so that they can easily track. It's getting them ready for reading you know, so yeah. that their eyes are, are working well together. Or, you know, these kids, they're, they're hanging from tree branches or they're hanging from monkey bars. And all of these things are strengthening their, their shoulders and um, their wrists and their core muscles so that they can sit and have good writing posture. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things I've read about kids are falling out of their desks at school. You know, they don't have the muscular, the, the skeletal structure is not there to sort of support them as they're sort of moving into their seat work. So wow. academically, there are just all, you know, and obviously then too, there's, there's academic things that you can learn that are multidisciplinary. You know, yep. if we raise a monarch, you know, a caterpillar to a butterfly, which we like to do, you know, the caterpillar grows 2000 times its size, you know, in the course (laughs) of 21 days. So, you know, you're learning about math and you're, and you're learning about, you're learning about science, you're learning about biblical principles, the old become new, you know? Mm -hmm. So each of our kids have specific interests that have sort of come out of their time outside. One's really interested in geology and has been able to learn about all sorts of subjects through that particular interest. And, um, you know, so, academically, uh, nature offers our kids a whole lot, you know? Well, and, and just the movement alone, the activity. Mm-hmm. I I know that um, I did a study not, well, a year or so ago for our Teach Them Diligently 365 members, where we looked at the fact that, you know, just taking, I think it was 20 minutes of exercise will help your child focus for like two, three hours after wow. that. Wow. 
So, you know, I found that intuitively with my boys, you could see them just, you know, everything was unwinding. So I would send, I'm like, okay, you guys go outside for 30 minutes, jump on the trampoline, run around the house. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you do, (laughs) just get outside. And then they would come in and they were much more able to actually do what was assigned to them for that day. Um, That would be, you know, kind of sit I I actually let my kids walk around and do their work if they needed to, but the stuff that they needed to write out and actually kind of focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's actually scientifically proven that, that that movement, that exercise releases whatever it releases that actually helps these children and adults as well focus for a much more uh, extended time than we would imagine. So it's it, allowing our kids to move, allowing them to get the fresh air and to explore like you are talking about just has massive benefits, even on their concentration and focus, which is going to make them, which will make them feel more successful and confident in what they're doing too. So, you know, even emotional benefits there. Yes. Yeah. So there are huge academic gains, you know, um, and that's such, I like talking about that one because it is sort of counterintuitive. It seems frivolous, but it's not, it's like Mm -hmm. such a good use of your time. So academically, socially, um, you know, I, I always tell parents, you know, I taught, I taught math, I taught high school and, um, there were some quirky kids that were seniors. So, you know, <laughs> I think we all, you know, if we went to school ourselves, you know, that quirky is, first of all, quirky is fine. My mom always says there's a lid for every pot. So we're all going to find friends and find, you know, find who we need to find, but, um, quirky is fine, but you know, our personalities we're sort of born with those and Mm -hmm. social skills we teach. And so I would rather be the teacher of the social skills than, you know, a peer group. So um, socially though, parents are really concerned about often about the social, social skills of, of the children. And so what outdoor play does um, is it helps kids because they're intrinsically motivated to continue playing. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember being a kid and like, you know, someone gets mad and they stomp off and they quit, you know, but you're like, no, no, no. You know, you don't want them to quit. You want everyone to keep playing. You're having such a good time. And so what kids are doing is they're creating something out of nothing. They're cooperating. They are, um, you know, they are asserting themselves, but, but not too much, you know, they're finding that balance of, of how do you, um, how do you work with other people and, and, um, you know, so you can see how those skills would transfer to a boardroom, you know, two decades down the road or, um, you know, and they're, they're learning to engage and, um, and use their vocabulary and all those sort of things. So, you know, socially, um, the play, play really helps kids as well. And, obviously emotionally. I mean, I think we all kind of know that, you know, you go outside and there's all sorts of scientific studies on, you know, that you're just refreshed and rejuvenated Mm. and, um, more present. Um, kids are under a lot of stress. Um, some kids are, and adults are too. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so we get outside and it helps us all emotionally, helps our moods and. Oh, absolutely. um, We, we are fortunate to live about five minutes from a state park. And so we go at any point during the day now that I have a bunch of adults around me, you know, Mm -hmm. someone could just, I'm going for a hike. I just, (laughs) I just got to get out, clear your head, think things through, you know, I'm, I'm, everything's fuzzy. I just need to, to do whatever. And it is amazing. It's an amazing reset to get outside, get the fresh air, get the sunshine, and then you come back ready to tackle whatever it is that you need to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's huge. And we've been learning this past year. It's interesting because there's always more to learn about. I, mm-hmm. I never could have imagined, but we've been learning this past year, um, you know, since, um, since, you know, everyone's staying home and um, we were looking for simple ways to sort of boost our, our own health. And, um, and I've been reading a lot about the benefits of morning sunshine in particular, mm-hmm. that, you know, the lumens from, um, from full spectrum sunlight, even on a cloudy day in Michigan, it's really cloudy, all <laughs> um, are so much stronger and brighter than any indoor light. And so wow. when you get outside in the morning, that sunlight, it goes straight through your eyes, right to your brain, to your uh, pineal gland, I think is how you pronounce it. And it resets. There's at least a hundred body functions that, mm. um, that go on that day and night cycle, that day and night rhythm. And so that sunlight is helping to reset all of our and recalibrate all of our body systems or a lot wow. of them. Yep. And so then what happens is it helps with nighttime sleep because you release serotonin, you know, that light causes your body to release serotonin and the serotonin turns into melatonin and then that helps you fall asleep at night. So, um, you know, that's a new thing that we learned about this year, um, mm. that, that morning sunlight helps us to start our day and recalibrate our bodies and, and then helps with nighttime sleep. So all these powerful things that God made that are so simple. Um, but so impactful. Yeah, that's that is awesome. I had not heard that, but uh, about the morning sun, I was I as you were talking, I just kept thinking. Well, no wonder early will I seek him. Early will I seek yes. the Lord. Take a, yes. a lot of times in I will morning. go out in the morning and take yes. a prayer walk or whatever, and I have noticed that it totally changes the trajectory of my day. But it's yes. more than just the praying; it's actually also getting that that sun and that air at that time of the day. So very cool, yeah. very fascinating. Well, yeah. I noticed that you have a some trackers and stuff like that on your site. What do you, you know, like practically as we're kind of winding down here at the end of our time, what, what are some practical steps or some practical ways that you, or ideas that you have for families to get their thousand hours outside? Yeah. Well, I always say, um, it's not necessarily about the number. The number is fairly researched backed. I think the three hours there's, um, you know, some of the occupational therapists, they're saying, you know, three hours a day of outside play. Um, but, Life is tricky, and so mm-hmm. we have a year-long goal so that I um, can strive to sort of infuse these hands-on real-life moments uh, into childhood, but there's days where we don't go outside. I mean, the orthodontist takes the whole day or, you know, yeah. these different, you know, um, there's hiccups. So we have this year-long goal, and and some people um, make it different for their own family. Some people shoot for a little more and some people for a little less, but the point is about just being intentional and knowing how beneficial it is. It's, you get a a big bang for your buck. And so, you know, I think that's the start is just sort of being aware that this is a very worthy use of your time. God made it that way. And so um, it it looks different from family to family. There's probably over a million children at this point that are um, globally that are sort of joining in on the mission and this journey of trying to infuse these these things into childhood. But, um, you know, we are on a small little hobby farm. We moved here about a year and a half ago, but we've been mm-hmm. doing this for almost 10 years. So we've, we've done it when we've been in a townhouse with no yard and um, when we've had really little ones. And so um, it's about finding, you know, what works for you, you know, 
Maybe you use your your balcony or your patio or you have a yard or you don't have a yard. What's nearby? You know, is there a school playground that you can go to, you know, after school? And it's sort of about just scheduling it in. You know, it tends to be sort of the last thing, right? All these other things are, you know, take up our time and no one's really advertising, go hike in the woods, you know? And so for us, it's just about, um, you know, I I have a goal because it's hard to do. It's hard mm. to make time for it and to prioritize it. And, um, you know, you got kids, you got to get in all their winter gear. We're in Michigan here. You know, it, it, <laughs> um, the effort, you know, for different families can be quite a bit. So um, I always say bring food, friends, and a first aid kit. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you can, friends make everything a lot better. And, uh, you know, got some snacks and water and a, and a little first aid kit. You know, sometimes you need a Band-Aid or, or whatever. And um it's really as simple as going, you know? Well, and I I would really encourage all of you moms out there, find a couple of friends, one friend that has kids similar ages, grab your blankets, grab your picnic basket, and just kind of stand in awe as you have a fantastic day of fellowship and fun with your friend. And then you'd kind of watch as just it's, it's magical watching kids play and watching yeah. their minds just come up with all of these scenarios and, and uh, worlds. And they do all of this really cool stuff. And it just flows so naturally when you just unlock it and allow them to, to be yeah. who God created them to be. Yeah. And one of the books, one of the, the Balanced and Barefoot book, um, the author, her name is Angela Hanscom. She says it can take up to 45 minutes for kids to develop a play scheme. So, you know, mm. you, sometimes you have to wait it out. You know, they're, um, if they're not used to it, I always say start with a short hike because um, you have a beginning and an end destination. And sometimes you have to wait it out. You have to say, you know, it's okay that you're bored. You'll figure it out, you know, or, um, you know, it's it's sort of about sort of breathing through those, those moments and trusting that the child will um, find something to do you know, school recess, a lot of times isn't even 45 minutes. So a lot of those kids aren't getting the time to even sort of figure out how they're going to play. And it's already over. So Mm. um, I think uh, as we're wrapping up the one, the one last thing um, that we haven't talked about is uh, the, the natural world provides us all these spiritual lessons. Mm. And I, you know, I used to think when I was a kid, um, Actually, so it's so cool that you guys are teaching them diligently. But I remember reading those scriptures as a, as a kid, as, you know, 10, 11, 12, you know, and reading that you shall teach them, you know, when you walk by the way and when you rise. Yes, and, when exactly. you, you know, and I used to think, well, what kind of a life that would be so contrived? That's what I, I mean. I've thought that for years. Like what? I mean, who can really be talking about God's principles? But as we started to spend more time outside you know, I would go out and I would see the morning glories, you know, we, maybe we plant some morning glories and they and they open up and we're out in the morning and I can say oh, in the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. And, and I can tell my kids these verses that, you know, it, it sort of has given us, you know, it, you plant a seed and you can talk about, you reap what you sow, you know, that I'm not going to plant a cucumber seed and get a tomato. And um, so we, I went, can I tell you one quick story? Oh, please do. This is really cool. Okay. So we're on this little farm. This is new for us. Um, I grew up visiting my great uncle. Um, He had a farm in West Virginia and uh, my grandma was born and raised there. So we sort of had this farming in our blood. We knew nothing about it though. And so we had a chance to, to, um, we're at this little hobby farm 
and we're getting animals. We've never had them before. And we, and we got chickens and um, the hens, they try and hatch their own eggs. So this is something I didn't really even realize, but we had enough, we had enough chickens. So we're, we're not wanting the hens to hatch their eggs. And um, so we grab the eggs, you grab them and, and you don't let them sit on the eggs. And uh, so we're thinking we're doing a good job. Well, one of the hens had uh, made a little nest area in these grassy weeds and we didn't know. Um, and in 21 days, you know, they hatched their eggs. And, and so we were outside and all of a sudden this, this mama hen comes walking out and she's got these, you know, six little chicks running after her. It's the coolest thing ever. Right. And, and (laughs) so we were thrilled. We're all screaming. So the kids kind of run over because they want to maybe pick them up or they're going to look closer. And that mama hen sits down and, and all the hen, all the little chicks go up under her wings and you don't even know that they're there. You would have had no idea that she has these six chicks. She just looks like she's sitting. And it reminded me of Psalm 91 when it says, um, you know, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. Mm. You're completely hidden. You know, I, I had no idea. I just, and, and so whether you're on a farm or not on a farm, it doesn't matter, you know, to be able to look around and see that God loves variety, you know, to be able to, um, you know, talk about his faithfulness and, and, you know, sort of the rhythms of our life and, and the seasons to talk about seasons, you know, every season has something to offer and all these things have biblical, um, biblical parallels. So yeah. we can teach all these spiritual, um, lessons sort of through these natural experiences. And it gave me such a, um, it opened my eyes to the teach them diligently passage, you know, you know, so anyway, I just, I think that, um, when we're, when we aren't living in that hands-on way, I think we miss a lot of those spiritual lessons for our kids. Even even, yeah, even in just standing in awe of the fact that God created, you you noted the variety. He He's so creative and he gave us all of this beauty and all of these different sights and sounds and textures and colors and all of yeah. this stuff. It could He could have created a black and white world, but he created this for us to enjoy. Yes. And he is so, so good. Yes. And I think I can say, look, you know, that there are... Um, I remember learning that there are, oh, I think it's 7,000 varieties of apples. We used to, we oh, started wow. picking, so there's a lot of apples in Michigan. I used to think there was like red and green, you know, and then we started picking apples and they'd be like, well, next week we have the John Golds and next week, and I was like, what are these? You know, and then I was like, well, how many types of apples there are, are there? And I think there are 7,000, you know, so then you can say to your kids, you know, well, you're different from your brother and that's mm-hmm. fine. God loves variety. You know, there's seven, there's, you know, I mean, yeah, there are 7,000 more than 7,000 varieties of apples. So, you know, in trees and and you can look and just see all of these really cool spiritual lessons um, that God gives us through uh, the natural world. Yep. Yep. Well, I love that. Jenny, thank you again so much for joining us today. Can you, before we we part for here, can you tell everybody where they can connect with you? Um, And then I'll link it below, but I want you to go on and tell them so they know where to find you. Sure. So I, everything is just 1000 hours outside. It's the number 1000. So it's one zero 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 hours outside. So I have a website, uh, 1000 hours outside.com. I'm on Facebook, 
slash 1000 hours outside there's um, official Facebook group with about 40,000 families and then a lot of location specific groups as well not not for every location but there's quite a bit of those um, so people are meeting up locally and I am also on Instagram so at 1000 hours outside and then people use hashtag 1000 hours outside and there's a lot of those so it's cool to How see everybody's fun. adventures around the world. Absolutely. So if you're looking for ideas, go mm -hmm. to one of those spots, search that hashtag. Uh, pretty sure you'll get a jump start on your thousand hours outside new uh, adventure there. Mm -hmm. So Jenny, thank you again for joining us. Uh, it's been a great joy to talk to you and everybody else. I am so glad that you hung out with us for a little bit. I hope you have a great rest of your afternoon and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.